Hello, and welcome to Just Another Real Estate Podcast, where we'll speak with Arizona's most successful real estate professionals to better understand their business, current market conditions, team and business building strategies, successes, and challenges. This podcast is brought to you by Dwell Inspect Arizona with your host, Sean Garvey. Welcome back to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. Uh, Today's guest is Jason Saracaku with the Phoenix Home Collective. Um, we're super excited to have him. I've known Jason from a long time for a long time. Um, I was introduced to Jason uh, from a common friend from our my first business in Hawaii. Uh, Jason's also from Hawaii, an Arizona transplant. Um, he's got a really compelling story, and I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, welcome, Jason. Thank you for being on today. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Compelling story. We're really we're setting us up for success here. I'm going to have to come up with something compelling. Well, uh, you, you've got some compelling things to talk about. So yeah, uh, it is compelling. And and uh, there's a lot we can go into it, um, you know, about living in Hawaii, why, how you got here, um, how you started in business, how you got into real estate, but we're going to get into that. Um, cool. So you've been a real estate agent for how long now? Uh, seven years now. Seven years now, and you you recently started a team, or not maybe not too recently, but maybe about three or four years ago. And your team yeah. has has definitely exploded since since you started it. You had um, you had what I would call hyper growth. Um, you know, you went from from uh, pushing all the buttons and and driving business, and then all of a sudden you're still driving your business and and then leading a team of of really high successful agents. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're with Realty One Group and um, it, uh, it wasn't by design, to be honest with you. I, I had no intention of, of growing as quickly as we did. It just kind of happened. Um, but uh, I think like attracts like a lot of times, you know, if you uh-huh. put out the right, the right vibe. I know um, actually uh, Tom Ferry uh, coaching, which uh, several of my, my teammates are a part of and I have been a part of in the past too. It's a real estate uh, coaching platform. I mean, they basically say, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Um, mm. And I, I, I believe in that, like you put out what you, what you get back. And um, yeah, we've got a, a great group of uh, agents on Phoenix Home Collective at Realty One Group, uh, five agents uh, and six, including myself. And uh, yeah, things have been good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, let's go back. Uh, how'd you get into the business? Um, what so as you as you mentioned i grew up in hawaii um that's yep. how you and i know each other we have a mutual sure. friend in hawaii um he's also a real estate agent you know yeah and uh you know i know most people know your background but if they don't you know you started in hawaii you were doing uh uh, uh property inspections out there and then yep. decided to come back home to uh arizona yep. and uh what was it how many years ago now uh, we moved back 2016 our our business got started in 2017 oh no we get we got started in, we moved back in 2017 i guess okay 16. So five, five years now 2016 god that i should know that 2016 but you and i met okay. um before i even started my first uh, before i was even licensed out here yeah. um yeah our our fellow friend uh key lao uh put us in touch and we had a um Good agent in Hawaii, if you're looking for one, by the way. Good yeah. agent in Hawaii. We had a, a a coffee at what I call the office, which is also Lucy's down on 12th Street and, and Glendale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of business to be had at Lucy's on uh, yeah. on 12th over there. Um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, so I, I grew up in Hawaii. Um, I moved here when I was 26. Um, okay. 
you know, the big question is why, why, why are you here? Right. Yeah, Everybody sure. here from Hawaii, like, what, what are you doing here? Uh, as you probably know, the cost of living, uh, having lived there for yourself is, is very high in Hawaii. Uh, everything's a competition, especially housing. Um, mm -hmm. I believe the, uh, median price point for a home right now is uh, 1.1 million. And that's mm -hmm. a two bedroom, you know, termite eaten, uh, shack. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, but anyway, so I, I came out here, uh, a friend of mine actually was investing in real estate and came out here before I did. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, growing up in Hawaii, you know, my perception of Phoenix and the desert was what you see on, you know, TV and, you know, just tumbleweeds and cactus and, and sand is what I anticipated when I got out here. And I was pleasantly surprised. It's a thriving metropolis with, you know, every business you can imagine and every type of cuisine you can imagine. Sure. Um, and so I've called uh, the greater Phoenix area home now for almost 17 years now. Wow. Um, and so, uh, how I got into real estate, I, I was in, uh, the bar business for many, many years. Uh, it's actually a very, uh, uh, lucrative job in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I did that for about 15 years. Even when I moved here, I was still bartending and I uh, made a lot, a lot of great connections. And, you know, when I was young, uh, it was a great job to have, or when I was young, when my kids were young, when I was young, too, <laughs> but when my kids were young. Um, it was a great job to have because, you know, I'd be home all day before they went to school. Um, you know, or I'm sorry, I'd be home all day. Uh, and then right before, you know, I went, they went to bed, I would go to work. So I wouldn't see them for a couple hours and then they'd wake up in the morning and I'd be there again. And then once they started right. school, um, you know, the schedule got kind of wonky where I'd see them, you know, a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours when I got home from school and, and then I went to work. And so it just, something needed to give. I, I said, I can't keep doing this. I'm losing out you know, on, on their yeah. childhood. So, uh, one of my regulars, uh, that used to, would come into the, the restaurant bar uh, that I worked at often, uh, mentioned that, um, you know, I might want to look into, uh, being a loan officer. And I said, Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about that. You know, he said, well, let's talk about it. And then I think it was the next day, another one of my, uh, my regulars came in and I mentioned it to her and she's like, Oh, Jason, you want to be a real estate agent. You don't want to be a loan officer. <laughs> <laughs> So no offense to, to loan officers, but I chose the path of, of real estate and uh, been doing it for, for, for seven years now. And I, I find it to be really uh, rewarding and enjoyable. So we have a, a similar path on that. And and the funny thing is, is, is I bartended when I was out in Hawaii and starting this business as well, or the, the first business as well. Um, so we actually have common friends that are in the, the bartending business in Hawaii too. Um, you worked at Dukes, right? I worked at Dukes and Hula Grill. Um, with it's and such then, a hard bar for people that don't know, like somebody's either got to retire or die for you to get a, a bartending spot over there. I don't know about now, but back in the day, it was like same. It's lifers. not any better. Yep. Yeah, yeah we had right off guys, the beach. When I was there, that that were working there for twenty plus years, um, and I, I just to get to a bartending shift, it took me three years of bar backing. Um, yeah, which is is grinding and and that's terrible. Um, no offense to anybody who barbacks, but it's it's really hard work. <laughs> uh, Twelve hour shifts, that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I I supplemented um, I supplemented the startup costs of my business while I was uh, I would bartend at night and then wake up in the morning and and um, that would fund my business um, and I would start the business in that respect. Um, so I was working you know eighteen hours a day. Uh, for a while while we were starting it. Um, but a regular who would come into my bar at Dukes started to push me into home inspections and I was doing some property management at the time and it kind of um, it kind of transitioned well into that. Um, so 
not property manager per se, but project manager. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack that, but um, so you're, cool. you've been doing real estate, um, working as a full-time real estate agent for seven years. So I was part-time uh, in the beginning. Uh, oh, I was were? still bartending. I was still bartending. I had one foot in, Somewhere. one foot out. And, um, you know, I got to a point where I started getting a little busy and uh, having to leave the bar to go to the back office and write contracts and send things for signature. And it, <laughs> it, it uh, quickly became apparent that it wasn't going to work out. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually got fired uh, from my bartending job. It's the only time really? I've ever gotten fired. And uh, it was the best thing that could have happened to me. You know, really. I mean, who knows how long I would have, you know, it, until I felt comfortable, you know, that I would have taken that leap of faith. Um, and I know a lot of people that are getting into the business are kind of wary of that, right? It's it's very much, uh, you know, it's a commission-based job, right? We sure. get paid when we uh, produce, you know, when we find somebody a home or when we sell a home. But other than that, I mean, you're not getting paid. So, right. um, so it's an interesting transition for me, but it allowed me to focus 100% on, you know, being there for my clients where I wasn't pulled in so many directions. And uh, as you can imagine, the hours of a bartender weren't very conducive to, you know, early morning, you know, uh, phone calls and such. And I was getting up sure. with the kids anyway, but, but anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, so now, you know, fast forward, um, I started with uh, a local company uh, at the time was called Green Street uh, Realty mm -hmm. uh, that then uh, became North and Co. You know, I was there for several years. I made a lot of great contacts, a lot of great mentors there. Um, you know, uh, Brian North, Stephanie Gonzalez, uh, Michelle Williamson was my um, associate broker there, and I learned a lot. Um, a lot of a lot of great contacts over there as well um, that I still keep in contact with. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, for me, switching to Realty One Group was strictly a business decision. Um, you know, I wanted to grow my team, and I just felt that they were giving me the the tools that I needed to do that a, a little quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, my first, actually, they both came out about the same time. My, my first teammates were um, uh, a former teacher and a former bar manager, uh -huh. uh, which, you know, they say in real estate, there's a couple of professions that really translate to real estate. And I believe they're uh, bartenders and servers, uh, nurses uh, and teachers make some of the best. And I think a lot of it is, uh, one, just your your rapport and your your bedside manner, so to speak, I guess, for a nurse, but also the, the teaching element. There's yeah. a lot of instruction and a lot of um, education that goes into being a real estate agent and, you know, informing your clients, you know, what's going on every step of the way. So, uh, so check marked all those, but I don't have a nurse actually on, we have to, we have to find a nurse now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that I say that. Um, but, uh, so I had two teammates and then we, we brought on a third who was actually in the Tom Ferry uh, coaching network and actually reached out to me directly. She was looking for a team. Um, yeah. And then shortly thereafter, uh, a former colleague of mine um, reached out as well and uh, joined the team. And then she had a former coworker at another business that she used to work at that was also starting real estate. And uh, it just all clicked, you know, and I don't know when you, when you do your hires, do you do any personality testing or anything like that? Is that, is that something that yeah. you guys look into? Yeah, so, we, we so, do a, a disc assessment um, and we use the disc assessment, quite honestly, in a couple of different facets. I find it to be um, pretty interesting. Um, we use disc yeah. assessment for our um, potential teammates um, or addition to our potential teammates. But we also, um, when we're calling your clients as an introduction and to set expectations prior to an inspection, um, our, our office people are trying to 
to do a quick disk assessment on the clients too, um, so that we can kind of tip off the inspectors about who they're going to be dealing with. Um, you know, whether it's a, a party animal or uh, an engineer. Um. <laughs> How often do you drink? Do you drink yeah. daily? <laughs> daily? No, we ask a we ask a question called "What are your special concerns about the property?" And with that question, somebody's true personality comes out. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yeah, a lot of questions. I mean, you know, you know, asking the right questions, you can really get a lot from a conversation, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, the disc assessment is fantastic, and that was recommended to me early on um, by some yeah. other team leads, and they said, "Yeah, if you're going to form a team, you want to make sure everybody's going to mesh, and that you know." like-minded in the sense that you all are, are moving towards the same goal um, mm -hmm. um you know ideology and you know just as, in terms of you know how you run your business too we're all individual business owners but you know we're all working you know collectively pun intended to right. you know make sure that we're representing our clients uh, to the best of our ability and you know branding is a big part of that as well and i know you guys do a For fantastic sure. job with, with branding um, and so, yeah, that's, that's something that's, uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I have a communications and journalism degree and, uh, in college, I used to do all the, you know, the, the newspaper editing and, you know, yeah. having to size things and, and make sure that the logos and everything looked, looked good. So, um, I need to take that off my plate though. I am looking right now, uh, in my business, I'm looking to hire, um, a media manager. So somebody that can do social media, um, branding, um, a lot of stuff that I enjoy doing, it just takes a lot of time. I'd rather spend that time doing the activities that are going to grow the business in terms of meeting with people, conversations, and, and so forth. So, And now you're putting that out into the world and the right person's going to Putting it out into the world. I expect, I expect to get phone calls after this After this. That's right, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's only two or three people that listen. So uh, if, if one of you... Hopefully one of them is a media manager. You know? needs, to be, needs a job. Jason's hiring. Um <laughs> I think one of the things I picked up on you said as we went into the disc assessment or your uh, your target real estate agents or what makes a good agent, the three things that you said are um, passionate businesses, people that are coming from a passionate career, they're high pressure, and and their jobs never really stop. Like you never really stop being a nurse or a teacher, and you're kind of um, in it until the job is done, uh, and. And that's why, to me, right away, that's why it translates because a real estate agent, um, you know, you're incident calls at seven o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock at night, uh, you know, and you're in it doing what it takes to get the the job done until it's done. And it's never really done because then you're. I mean, there's there's a lot of multitasking for sure. So any job yeah. that, you know, requires multitasking, high level of communication, a lot of empathy, uh, you know, um, in terms of what somebody's going through and be able to communicate in such a way that they they know that you understand what they're going through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those three professions tend to, you know, I think bartending for me, and I don't know if you can, uh, you know, uh, comment on this, you know, the rapport building aspect of, of bartending is huge. I think in any, any business that you're going to go into, right. You have a very limited amount of time to, Instant. you know, make that connection with somebody who's sitting across and, and invite them to come back and, and give them yeah. a reason to come back. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I know you've talked about this on previous shows, but I feel everybody would benefit from working in the service industry, even for a short 100%. time, if nothing else for empathy for <laughs> the food service. But, but I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of worthwhile, um, uh, skills that can be gained from from doing that and we're working in that industry and, and of course you meet people from all walks of life too i mean i had you know people that would you know 
just come in regularly that you would never know they're, they're salt of the earth type of people but you know they put sure. down their american express black card you know it's like are you gonna go buy a jet after this after you're yeah. done you know having a couple of, you know it's like you would never know but um so a lot of my early um uh, going back to how i got started and you know transitioning from the uh, service industry which i know a lot, a lot of people are looking to do and a lot of people have done um yeah. you know the biggest thing for me was reaching out to the people that i already knew right and a lot of them uh, knew me, liked me, and trust me from, you know, just being in that capacity. But it was funny because, you know, they know me in that, in, in that, in that uh, scope, right? Yeah. Jason, you know, the guy that I can go and talk to and, and, you know, takes care of me at the bar, but you know, then it's like, okay, I'm going to entrust you with the, one of the single most uh, expensive transactions that I'm going to make in life. There was a little bit of a disconnect there in the beginning until I sure. started to get my feet under me and you know, thank you to the, to the, the, the first few, uh, that trusted me and, you know, buying or selling at home because it really got me started. And, right. you know, it, it takes a little bit, you know, and I, I think anybody that's starting out, you know, to think that you're going to have instant success, you're going to have a lot of people that you yeah. are family members, even that are close that you would just assume that are going to use you as their agent that yeah. one, they may not trust you necessarily because you don't have the experience yet. Yeah. Two, they don't want to alienate you if, if things go sideways, right. They, they still want to be, <laughs> they still want to love you um and third a lot of people just don't want to give you their financial information you know yeah, they don't want to they don't want to let you in on you know that that side of their their life so you know i would say if you're starting out you know just know that like in the beginning you know a lot of people that you just take for granted are going to use you aren't for those reasons and don't take and your feelings are going to get hurt yeah no but your feelings are going to get hurt for sure yeah i mean yeah. but it's it, it somebody told me that early on before i even got started like hey just so yeah. you know you know, a lot of people that, you know, are very close to you are going to choose to go elsewhere because you just don't have the experience yet. And they don't want to put that on you and they don't want to resent you if things go sideways. So it's understood. It's understood. Yeah, you know. yeah I think but, that's really um, good advice. I mean, everybody has to start somewhere. Um, even when I got started in the home inspection business and I, you know, put out my shingle and I'm open for business, it's, it's not the people that I knew that helped me get into it. It's the people that I went out and met that helped me get into it. And then when I had the validation, um, you know, after a couple of weeks, six months, a year, then um, then the ball started rolling. The people that I knew started coming back into it. Um, you know, some people, it was a couple of years and, and that's okay. I didn't fault them for that. I just knew, you know, my expected path was not the same as my expected path was not the same as, as what actually happened. Um, and so it was a total learning experience. Good point. Um, really. Yeah. So, I mean, and transitioning from that industry too, I think a lot of people are like, you know, fear, fear to, you know, to jump into it, but until you do, I think you're really not going to see the results that you're looking for, you know, the goals that you set for yourself because you're, you're distracted. You have a cushion. That's the other thing you have a, you have a soft landing. So for, for example, if I were to have kept bartending, you know, uh, bartending is one of yeah. those, you just, you need more money. You pick up a shift type of thing. Right. Yeah. So if things aren't going well. So I think, you know, for those that are thinking about getting into the industry, you really just have to commit to yourself. I mean, find a good mentor and find a good coaching program mm -hmm. um, and just invest in yourself, you know, invest in your business. But, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a changing market right now that we're in too. So I think there's a lot of people that are wanting to get into the market that maybe have false expectations of, of what it is. Um, you know, there was a time where you could stick a sign in the ground and, you know, there'd be a line out the door and that, that, that has since changed. So there's a lot I'm of, uh, a lot of networking and, and a lot of, um, collaboration that goes on in order to get a home sold these days.
One uh, one thing you mentioned on there too is is finding a good mentor. Um, what what paths and who did you kind of reach out to to find a mentor, or how did those relationships start? So um, you know, Tiffany Featherstone, who's at real uh, at North mm-hmm. and Co, was was the realtor that was coming in and told me, hey, I think you should you should come and you know take a look and see what we're doing. And I met with Brian North, and he became a mentor, as did um, you know uh, a lot of the other agents there at the brokerage. Um, uh, one of the things that, that sticks with me, um, this is not really mentorship, but just like a quote that really put into perspective what real estate could be. I was, after I was in the biz for like a couple of years, um, a realtor named Zach Hawker, um, uh, was a speaker at, uh, one of our meetings and he told, told a story about, you know, he was going to dinner, I believe with a friend who was, uh, doing pretty well, you know, but he had, he, he was the top of whatever business he was in. He was at the top. There was no, he couldn't advance. That was it. And he was right. making, you know, something crazy, like $300,000 a year um, oh. in whatever he was doing um, at the time. This was several years ago. Um, and he told him, you know, he's like, I envy you. He's like, why do you envy me? Like, you're you're making all this money. You've got all this, you know. <laughs> he's like, you have limited income potential. There's no ceiling. Like, it's as hard as you want to work is, is what you're going to get. And that really stuck with me, um, uh-huh. you know from a, from a, like a business owner perspective is knowing that, you know, there is no limit to, you know, how many people you can help. And in terms of, obviously you're limited by hours in the day, but in terms of, you know, a business that you truly get back what you put into it. Um, there's a, there's a book that I really like, um, called the go-giver oh, yeah. uh, by uh, Bob Berg and, uh, John David Mann. And one of the, uh, the lines in there, they talk about these different principles, um, and it's, it's a really good book. It's a, it's kind of a, a, a narrative, um, you know, just about a business, business idea. Um, but they say that your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Um, and that really stuck with me as well. Like, you know, in terms of any other, any other job that you can do, um, you know, a lot of it is helping people, but this one, it just, the more people that, that you help, uh, you know, the more, the more business that you get, it seems like in this business, right. Right. Just from word of mouth and just from, um, you know, just from taking care of people. So it's, it's very rewarding in that sense. Um, I would say a majority of, of my business is, is repeat or referral business. Um, I know there's some agents that, you know, pay for leads and, you know, they, they have, uh, lead generation, um, subscriptions to, to whatever, but I just find that, you know, taking care of people and kind of like how you built your business, right? Mm-hmm. Like just taking care of people and, you know, say, Hey, if, if you know somebody else that I can help, let me know, you know, that yeah. thing is a way to Ask go. For the sale. But, yeah. Uh, that goes. Oh, sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say, but yeah, just to, to kind of, you know, uh, follow up with that, you know, the, the thing I like most, um, about real estate is that you get to help people that otherwise would not be able to, purchase a home or, or sell a home if, if not given the right information, right? There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, that's a big part of our job is, like I said, the education part, just explaining all your options so you know exactly what is possible and then creating a plan, you know, based on your specific circumstances to get you where you want to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's the, about acquiring new clients and, and creating those relationships. I, I, 
I, when I started this, I went back to the, you know, the business fundamentals or the marketing 101 fundamentals, um, which I want to cover because you guys are knocking marketing out of the park um, with, with some techniques that you're using. But, uh, and, and I don't remember the statistics, but the, the, um, the message is still basically the same. If you do a good job for somebody, they're going to tell eight people. Um, if you make them upset or you do a poor job, they're going to tell 12. Um, and that yeah, number is amplified that's, now. It's, that's, <laughs> that's like the Yelp, the Yelp concept, right? It's like yeah. people that go on a Yelp, they either had a, a, a fantastic experience or a really, yeah. really bad experience. And most of yeah. the time, it's the people that have really, really bad experiences. Um, it is. You know, but uh, yeah, I, that's it's true, right? It's like it only, and it, it's what's funny about that is it really only takes, you know, one person to tell, you know, as many people as they can that they had a bad experience, right? So, right. Um, what are, I, I'm curious to know, like, what are some of the, uh, the things that, that you guys focus on right now from a marketing perspective in terms of, you know, who is your, who is your target clientele? Like, is it the agent or is it the, uh, the consumer and are you, or are you doing both? It's actually both. Um, so we attract the consumer through, um, review capture, um, you know, SEO blogging, um, uh, videos, um, uh, report creation, like creating a pretty report that has a lot of tools in there that people go back. That's kind of evergreen and blog links in it and such. Um, and then obviously we work with and partner with a lot of real estate agent, agents around town because, um, they have, you know, you might have a real estate agent that does one or two transactions a year, which is, you know, one or two op opportunities to be recommended to a, a potential home buyer. Um, or you have a real estate agent that might do a hundred uh, transactions a year, which is a hundred opportunities. Um, so with each inspection, we look at it from the optics of four people to impress or attract. Um, you have the buyer and the seller, seller selling a home and will likely be purchasing a new home. Um, maybe it's in Phoenix, maybe it's not. And then you have the buyer's agent and then the listing agent. So we have four opportunities every inspection. Um, I would imagine that you guys you guys do a pretty good job on the sales, like getting business for their next purchase mm -hmm. on, on the sales side that haven't heard of you or used you just because your guys' report is so easily read and understood and easily navigated. Plus you guys put Thank you. pictures and videos and mm -hmm. you know all the, there's no, there's no shades of gray like when it comes to your inspection report. Like people know exactly right. what they're looking at. And of course, your inspectors are always available, you know, to call um, if anybody has any follow up questions. Sure. But, um, you know, basically, that's how I that's how I you know promote you guys. Like we always give a list of available inspectors. Like yeah. these are the some of the top companies. This is who we would recommend. And here's why. And yeah. for all the, the reasons mentioned. And rarely do they go elsewhere. Um, you know, and of course, we always, you know, recommend that they, you know, at least give you a try. Do the research. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And do the research. But. No, you guys do a fantastic job. And um, it's funny, like in the beginning, when I first started using you, it was uh, or your, 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 uh, your company. Um, sure. It was, was kind of like, a, it was, it was kind of like, what'd you say? <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> oh, it was just you actually. Yeah. You were, you were a dual inspect. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, in the beginning it was like, man, these guys are good. Like and before you had a crew, it was like, I don't know if I want to share these guys with anybody. Yeah. Like, you're you're going to get to a point where you're just too busy for me. Yeah. But uh, you, you grew as needed and, uh, and you guys are doing real well. And I, I give you guys all the credit in the world because uh, uh, you guys are, are pretty well known now. I don't know if you know yeah. this or not. 
but no. like talking to agents, like it's not like there's some obscure, you know, companies, the, the one-offs, yeah. you know, people are like, I've never even heard of this inspection company before, but most of them are like, all right, yeah, well inspect. Okay. I, I yeah. know their, their product. I know they, you know, I know they do a good job. So anyway, you. blow you up a little bit. Uh, here. Yeah. I appreciate that. Guess. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> No, it, it's a it's a fraction industry, um, and you know if you had to if you had to sketch out uh, you know a typical home inspector, it's it's you know eighty percent are probably single man operators, um, you know, and a and a guy in a truck, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you're right, like your your business does cap out after a certain amount of time, and and you know there's only so many hours a day, and and you're either working seven days a week and doing you know I think my my personal max um, at one point was about 18 or 19 inspections in a week. Um, which, Yourself? Myself, yeah. And that's when I was wow. like answer, answering the phones, booking inspections, driving. You know, I, of course I wasn't driving and answering phones at the same time. Having lunch, though. Having lunch. I skipped lunch and just kept going through. I had, a, I had a price list on the back of my phone. I had a see-through case and somebody would like call in and book an inspection. I'd be like, I don't know. It's like this amount. Um, and I have uh, Wednesday open and, and it's like, well, we can't do a Wednesday. I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but I have next well, Wednesday. Now, open. now you, yeah. you have uh, fantastic uh, business managers in, in Leah yeah. and Juan. So oh, yeah. that's, but that's where yeah. I want to be. That's what I need right now is I need a Leah. I need yeah. somebody that can uh, do the behind the scenes stuff and, you know, keep everything on track. So yeah, I, I think, you know, to your point, as far as is growing and, and, and being able to the same level of service, right? You don't want to grow and compromise service. Right. And I think a lot of industries do that, right? They're all about growth and numbers and, you know, they're, they're not, they're not watered doing what down. they need to do to, yeah, they're getting watered down. They're not doing what they need to do. Um, you know, as far as what, you know, just going back to the team building and, and growth, growth and all that, you know, one of the reasons that, I actually wanted to form a team is I went on a trip with some friends and um, it was actually a bachelor party to, to Denver. Yeah. And uh, we were having a great time and, you know, every so often I'd have to check my phone. I have to go on the, the laptop, you know, and there was another agent who was on the trip with us and he was just kicking back, just relaxing. And he has yeah. a team and he's uh, very productive. And I asked him, I'm like, how are you doing this right now? Like, are you not needing to check in or anything? He's like, I've got a team and everybody overlaps. And when I travel, I'm able to travel and disconnect. It's beautiful. So I said, well, that sounds appealing. So that's, here we go. We, we, we have it. The, the, the team that we're on, and I know every team um, construction is different, but we're all individual agents. We don't have like a buyer's agent or seller's agent. We're all right. individual agents. But when somebody is out of town, we all pick up the slack. So if anybody needs anything, time. you know, inspection, um, you know, or to meet with a client to show a home or, you know, um, a seller needs something, you know, everybody's available, um, which is really, really helpful. I think in keeping that work-life balance, right. You know, as much as we want to go, 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 go. And as you said, answering your phone at all hours of the day, I think there's yep. different, there's different ways to run a business um, in real estate. Uh, for me, I learned from uh, another mentor actually that was at North Dakota, uh, Mike Elena, um, very early on, he said, you need to set your boundaries and your, your availability to your clients yep. like no no job is 24 hours a day right you don't answer your, your phone at 2 a.m um and uh for that reason if you call my voicemail it says you know from uh, five to eight you know thanks for calling if you're calling between the hours of five and eight i'm with my family and i'll yep. call you back yeah and i can't tell you how much how much uh kudos and 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 goodwill i've i've received both from clients and from other agents 
that that exists right because i think it's very easy to get great. caught up in uh you know hey i'm available all the time call me whenever it's what you go on uh you know uh google business pages for for agents it's 24 hours a day 24 hours yeah you know there's very few people that are, are working 24 hours a day and i don't think that that's the, the work-life balance that that i want for myself or my team so well and and if they're calling that they're probably getting a call center so it's not the level of service that that whoever's calling would would potentially expect right. um yeah and i i think you you've done a, a great job of growing with quality and integrity too um you know your your team produces the same level of um experience at least from what i can see in in that perspective as as you did initially when it was just you too um and that's that's important you're growing both in volume and then your your quality is staying stable it's not dropping you're not becoming um shall we say the mcdonald's real estate agents and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just you you set out you seem to have set out with a higher bar um, for experience for your clients well i appreciate that um i mean we try hard you know we try hard to make sure that it's consistent and in, as far as our marketing, and a lot of it is on social media, um, sure. batch content, um, each one of us, uh, once a week, we meet with uh, Justin Godsey of Godsey Creative. Um, uh -huh. He uh, does pretty much, I'd say, 90% of, of most of our video production. Yeah. Um, and that includes market updates, um, listing tours. Um, we do a lot of fun videos, that, and we've got more in the works, which we're looking forward to doing. Um, yeah. but a lot of it is, you know, I, I want to create content that I would want to watch too. Right. Sure. Like it's like, it's fun. You know, there's a lot of it, real estate can be, can be fun, but it can also be kind of boring. Right. There's a lot of numbers and a lot of, you know, things that make people just kind of yawn and like, all right, well, <laughs> what else do you have to say? You know? So I like to put things into perspective. Um, I just did a fun video, uh, where I com compared the, the re current real estate market to a fantasy football draft. Uh, -huh. uh, so if you haven't seen that, <laughs> check it out. Um, but you know, to, to, to kind of put things in the context of what people already know, right. To kind of align two, you know, subjects where one is like, all right, I know all about that, but real estate is kind of foreign to me to kind of bring it back home and say like, this is like this, you know, so to break it down, to look at it at a, at a different lens, different perspective. Um, you know, and I, I think you, you guys do a great job of that too, on inspections, you know, comparing, you know, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like an HVAC system to like yeah. a car, right? As yeah. far as how you take care of it and change the yeah. oil and all that kind of stuff, you know, it'll, it'll last a lot longer if you do those things, even though it might be a little older, but, you know, put, putting things into perspective and context, I think is a big part of, uh, you know, what, what our clients appreciate when we're explaining things, um, you know, in such a way that, you know, it's easily understood. Uh, you guys have, your, your, your videos are, um, are really good. Um, I mean, I, I certainly, I look forward to seeing them now, um, cause they're fun. Um, they're all different and they're all creative. Um, my Instagram is, our business Instagram has lots of agents attached to it. And I see a lot, um, that are kind of within the box, you know, Hey, this is a one, two, three. Uh, and nothing wrong street. with that, but nothing home street. Let's go, let's go on a tour in the house. Actually, I don't see that as much as I used to, but but that's how it would kind of start out, you know, pr produce video on that. And you're, you know, diving into pools, um, uh, doing we things that, made that as, We made that somewhat <laughs> of a hard rule on the team, yeah. of course. Then winter came around. I'm like, oh, no, what did we, why did we say we were going to do Still this? Still got to do it. <laughs> it's, it's just fun. It's just fun, yeah. you know. And in the yeah. summertime when you're out there filming, man, you want to jump in that pool so bad anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of become a signature thing. I, you know, I think there was one pool that we maybe didn't do and it was super cold. Our, one of our teammates went in in winter and she was like borderline, like hypothermia. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Maybe we have to have everybody sign a waiver before, uh, <laughs> do anything like that. <laughs> it's a killer it's, way to showcase a house and get attention. Um, you know, for, it's fun, you know, yeah buyer the seller and the team i mean the buyer's gonna have that video forever too when they buy a house it's good yeah i i like videos that show what it's like to live in a home you know like anybody can yeah. say oh point out the obvious right oh look there's four windows here and there's also a door and yeah oh look there's a toilet in this you know what i mean like i feel like there's more to it those are givens um, i like i like the ones where they put a little bit of creativity in it a little bit of humor um you know make it relatable you know to me that that just it, it's just more fun to watch and like yeah. I said, I like to create content that, you know, I would, I would enjoy watching. And of course, you know, in my own mind, you know, I think I'm hilarious. And my wife tells me that all the time. You <laughs> say, she's like, are you laughing to yourself right now? I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your wife thinks that you think you're hilarious. <laughs> yes. She doesn't think that you're hilarious. <laughs> no, not all the time. No, there's a distinction. Not all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, but she actually, uh, bringing up my wife, she actually is also a licensed real estate agent. Yeah. Uh, both of us come from the restaurant uh, background and uh, she wanted to do something that she could do from home. Yeah. Um, and so she got her license and she's our transaction coordinator. She's actually our transaction coordinator for Realty One Group. So she has multiple agents that she does transaction coordination for. Yeah. Um, and transaction coordination, for those that are thinking about getting into the industry, it, it's a, it frees up so much of your time to focus on your clients. It really does. It's all the back of the house, paperwork, signatures, keeping things organized, timelines, scheduling inspections. Um, she talks to uh, Dwell Inspect more than I do, I think, as far as yeah. is that side of it goes, as far as calling Leah. But um, it's invaluable. and. Uh, you know, I'm sure she'd like to hear this, but we, we couldn't do it without her. So <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I call her, I skip your calling you sometimes. Cause I know I'm going to get the answer faster and I'll call her. <laughs> Go to the source. Yeah. The source. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it works out too for, you know, pick, and drop-offs for the kids and being there for sports and all that you know she can go anywhere she has her laptop she can be literally anywhere internet connection and laptop and That's all you need you know mobile office she can go wherever she needs to be tell me um we've established real estate has a tendency to be high stress 24-hour business um tell me uh how it's affected your health and what you've learned from it um so i don't want people to think that what I'm about to tell you has anything to do with stress or real estate. Um, yeah. but I, in 2021 in March, um, uh, I had a heart attack Yeah. and, uh, you know, I was 40 at the time I was 42. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily the demographic you would expect to have a heart attack. And so, um, long story short, um, I had had my COVID, uh, vaccination, uh, two days before, and so I was at an open house putting out signs and I started to feel kind of weird and, you know, chest pains and all the stuff that you hear on TV, right? Um, shortness of breath. I thought I was having, uh, uh, what's it, uh, heartburn. So um, my wife was up the road. It wasn't far from our home where I was doing the open house. And I called her. I said, can you drop me off some Tums? I said, I got a heartburn or something. So she dropped it off to me and I was about to open up and I, I had to sit down on the couch and I was like, my traps started hurting really bad. And then my cheeks, my cheeks started hurting, which I come to find out afterwards for men is a telltale sign that you're having a heart attack. Um, but at the time, you know, I thought it was maybe a reaction to my COVID 
uh, vaccination. So I was hypersensitive to that, that, oh, something's going on. So I, I called her back and I said, something's not right. I think I need you to come get me. And uh, the story I... The story I like to tell is I went and I collected all my open house signs and put them away and I'm waiting there, you know, at, at the house for her. And it oh, was you like, went and got your signs. Like, it was a townhouse. Heart attack. <laughs> well, I had to get my sign. I had. A, I didn't know I was having a heart attack, um, but I, I put them all away in, in the in the truck and then uh, she uh, she came back to get me and it was a condo complex and so she had found me the first time with the signs and the second time there were no signs so she didn't know where oh. I was. She knew the vicinity, the area, right? But they all looked the same. <laughs> So she's parked like a hundred yards down, like the length of a football field down this, uh, the street. So I'm like walking to her while I'm having hearts. That's the story I like to tease her about. Like, great. remember that time you made me walk like the length of a football field while I was having a heart attack? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, come to find out, you know, it's, it's, uh, hereditary. Um, yeah, I had uh, high, high, cl- high cholesterol that I didn't know about. Um, so this is a, this is a PSA for, uh, you know, anybody in their early 40s, late 30s, even, you know, go get your cholesterol checked. You never know. Just kind yeah. of see where you're at. Um, and we asked the doctor, like, was it any, you know, because everybody's like, oh, it's because of the COVID, you know, vaccination. They're like, there's no correlation that has anything to do with it. Sure. Like, it, it was probably inevitable, uh, regardless. And whether that had anything to do with it, I mean, time will tell. I don't know if they'll do tests later on. But, um, but more to the point is the way I look at it, had I not had my test and had it, like later on in life or whatever, you know, or not test, excuse me, vaccination. And uh, it just, it, it, say it would have happened regardless. I wouldn't, right. I would have powered through it. I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would have just thought, you know, until I was lying on the ground <laughs> uh, that I was just having a, uh, you know, heartburn of some sort. So now I'm on medication. I got to eat a little bit better and exercise. Yeah. Started going on walks recently. So, but I don't think it has anything to do with stress. I'm not, I don't, I don't typically stress out. I'm not a stressful person. And some people are like, well, maybe it's because you keep it all in. I'm like, I don't have anything to be stressed. What are you about. supposed to do? Yell about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think uh, if anything, it's just uh, taught me to be a little bit more in tune with my physical health yeah. and, you know, eat a little bit better, you know? Um, and so that's my PSA for, for everybody so that, uh, doesn't like going to the doctor or doesn't get regular checkups. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's just peace of mind, you know? So. so it's not specifically related to real estate, but it's a reminder that business can wait and you should take care of yourself so that you continue to serve your well, clients. The other, the other perspective is just living. Yeah. Living in the now, your family. appreciating, yeah. appreciating every moment and just know that, uh, you know, time is precious, you know, yeah. time is precious. And, and, you know, the time that you have, you know, right now is you, it could, it could all be gone tomorrow. So just make the most of, of every moment, you know, and, you know, obviously let the people you, you love know you love them, you know? Yeah. So oh. I didn't really have a life or death experience in that sense though. Like people are like, did you see like, you know, your life flashing before your eye? Did you start thinking? I just, I'm a hopeful, hope, hopeless optimist. So I was like, all right, well, we're going in, we're going to get taken care of. Yeah. Fine. Meanwhile, my mom, my wife's like sobbing, you know, like just besides yourself, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just kind of felt like, you know, everything was going to be okay. Knock on wood. It has been, but, uh, Good. you know, but, uh, yeah. So in terms of, uh, you know, spending time or making the most of, of your time as a real estate agent, I think that work-life balance is really, really important, you know, regardless yeah. of, you know, if you're a part-time agent, full-time agent, uh, if you have a team or not, like, you know, make sure that you're taking the time to, you know, have that balance and 
you know, be as productive as you can for your clients without getting burnt out. You know, it is a job, you know, kind of to your point that, you know, you, you can get stressed out. I would imagine if, yeah. you know, you allow it to, you know, to run your life, like you need to run your business not have your business run you. And I think there's a lot of people that don't learn that until, you know, they, they have, you know, an incident Something like shifts. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but, um, what's, well, what's next great. for you? What's next for you? I, here's a question I was going to ask you. And by the way, I love okay. this contract. Uh, one of my favorite shows is, uh, I don't, have you seen the show? It's, uh, called hot ones on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Uh, one of my favorite, it's like the, like between two ferns type of, you know, show yeah. kind of like this, but, but they're eating but they're hotter hot wings, <laughs> you know, they get up to like million scovo whatever. And they can't even communicate at that point. Like they're just hallucinating. It's yeah. the best. So next time we do this, I suggest we do like a significantly hotter something. Hot wings. Okay. And see how we do. Yeah. We do the All hot right. one challenge. Maybe not 10. Okay. I think that's excessive. Maybe like maybe four or five and let's stick on the lower end. Are you, can you handle hot food by the way? I can handle hot food, but I mean, you, some of that stuff you have to work into. Well, that's oh, fine. Man. I'm going to need, I'm going to need everything. I'm going to need ice cream <laughs> and all the, all the stuff on the side. But here's a question I was going to ask you, what tool yeah. or device, what tool or device either real or yet to be invented would make a home inspector's job easier? What tool or device? Um, like think you can think like sci-fi or something like legitimate that maybe exists or hasn't yet come to be yet like what are some things that well i mean we're not, we're not there's not the hard question sean there's um there's a constantly improving need for um uh, speed and software development um, we're kind of a niche business and there are some good softwares out there but um the faster you can do on the software, the, the easier it is to create report and deliver report. Um, we, we use what I consider best in the business. Um, but, uh, there's no like real money in it. You know, there's no like Google that's in it. So the, the people that are creating it are, are, um, are working on that. But, um, so that's like the real, real thing. Um, your sci-fi is, um, in our introduction speech, we have the lines can't see through walls and can't predict the future. Um, so, Anything that would help us to see through the walls and also predict the future of what's going to happen in a house. Because, um, you know, a house is thousands, hundreds of thousands of parts and um, stuff. Well, X-ray glasses. X-ray glasses. X-ray glasses. Would be fantastic. Right? If you will, uh, you know, or contacts or something like that that gets us the ability to see through. But predicting the future, like, um, for example, I have a five-year-old roof on my house and these horrific monsoon storms caused a leak um, oh, or wow. multiple leaks in my house and you know it's a concrete tile house there's really no way of knowing that um, until it happens and so if we were able to predict the future um, sure we could predict uh, when a roof is going to leak and when it needs to be changed and and that it wasn't created um, you know, installed by a, a human being who human beings that we've established are, you know, designed imperfectly. Um, so um, those are the things that would help clients or help home inspections, but they're also part of what, what kind of makes a good home inspector stand out for, for um, from a less good inspector or somebody who's not putting, putting forth the same amount of effort. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like we, we can try and investigate things further. 
Back to the Future is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Of, of my youth. Yeah. Um, if you could, if you could travel back in time or forward in time and come back to this moment, what would you, would you prefer to go back in time or would you go forward? In time? Speaking of predicting the future. Uh, I always liked the second back to the future, but I think it was because of the Nikes and the hover skateboard. <laughs> We're supposed to have flying cars. The, the Cubs won the world series. Where the are Cubs won the world cars? series. Yeah. And right? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then that makes, you know, now that sports gambling is, is, uh, <laughs> pretty oh, yeah, easy to get a hold of. You don't have to call <laughs> a bookie or whatever. You just have it on your phone. <laughs> yeah. You can go get the, you can go make a couple of bets like Biff did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd like to go into the future just to kind of see like, you know, the things that we're not going to be around for. Like I'd like to go yeah. far in the future. Oh, right? deep. Yeah. I'd like to go uh, far then- in the future and just kind of see what's up. You know, most of um, most of business is is really not recreating the wheel. So you could you could also go back and talk to some of really successful people um, that are involved in businesses that that have and learn from their experience. I mean, you could make connections with mega mentors if you went back, you know, um, and learn from them too. Um, and learn. I know you're talking. Good I know you're bad. making this business related i'm just talking about just for my own personal oh just oh sorry uh for your own personal (laughs) but no for business purposes yeah i mean there there might be but even going in the future right to learn new technologies and better ways of doing the exact same thing right you know you look back in time and the things that in productivity right how we what we used to do and ways of, of doing the same thing you know now that we've perfected it you know so now i like that it's a it's a fun question um yeah, I think I love this construct, by the way. I think I'm going to start yeah. doing something like this Yeah, uh, with either clients or business owners or, you know what I mean? Like just to kind of get, get a feel for, you know, who they are and what they do and, and make it fun, you know? I think it's a lot of, um, you get to know people on a d- deeper level when when we're staring one-to-one. Um, and I, I, I talked about it with a, a group that I'm involved with. And just before this, we were on a, a Zoom call with inspectors from across the country. And it's, um it's like a coffee date but it's on steroids like you and i aren't drinking coffee there's not people walking in in um different directions or things to to capture your attention like we're having a one-on-one conversation getting to know each other about our business and our and our personal life too like by great. the way next next time we do this i want to do it we're like oh wait which, i'm gonna go like this and I'm going to like give you a cup of coffee and then you like reach in <laughs> pull out. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to do it the opposite screen. Am I on the right side or the left side for you? You're on the right. You have to go left. Go, go with your left arm. Is that your left arm? Five. Go with your this right, right, right hand. No, other way. Yep. There it is. High five. <laughs> Come the other <laughs> way. Awesome, man. Well, hey, this has been fun. I have to go to uh, an inspection with a company you may have uh, heard about. They inspect dwellings. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> I've got an inspection with Dwell Inspect here uh, coming up here in just a little bit. So I got to I got to book it. But thank you so much for the opportunity to come on with you and uh, chit chat. I'd love to do it again, and I'd love to have yep. you on uh, my podcast whenever I I decide to create one. But I, I love this construct, and I think. Uh, you know, just just off the cuff and just kind of casual, you know, talking about stuff and for sure. It's fun. Jason, um, thank you for taking your time. I appreciate you and and I appreciate um um getting to know you. Uh and so yeah, we'll do this again and 
We'll see you soon. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. For the latest episodes, please subscribe and be sure to follow Dwell Inspect Arizona on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. To contact Dwell Inspect Arizona, call us at 480-867-4599. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, email our team at office at dwellinspectaz.com.